I'm Ryan. Stay with me. I got my co-host and best friend, Austin. This is the Too Fat to Play podcast, and we've got a big week coming up for you guys. I hope you're ready. Welcome in, everybody. Uh, we're happy to have you back. Happy to invite you along our new addiction that we have going here. We uh, we had one whale of a weekend over here in my household. Nothing but tennis and football and football and tennis. It was a rowdy weekend. You got Florida State winning because LSU's special teams unit is atrocious. You have Serena Williams going down in her final match. You had Danielle Collins letting me down on a three-leg parlay like you would not believe. It hey, was some of us won money this weekend. That some of us does not include me at all. Even a little bit. In fact, somehow I gambled free money and I'm negative. I don't think you could possibly do worse than your boy. I could lose on a one-way track. I'm pretty sure if I had all the lottery tickets, I'd still lose. It could be one-to-one odds. I would lose money on it. I don't know how. I'm pretty sure all Austin's trying to say is, ladies and gentlemen, sports is back. Sports are back. And more importantly, football is back. Today being Tuesday... Um, we've only got, we've got 48 hours until week one football week one football. What was that? That was week one football is back. Ladies and gentlemen, we've got the bills and the Rams Thursday night kicking us off. Um, do we want to dive into that game or, or what do we want to, how do we want to start this show off? I'm excited. You're excited. We just got us ourselves released. I hope you guys enjoyed our first episode. Um, plenty more where that came from. Obviously, we would like our episodes to be a little bit longer. If you enjoyed that, we've got a big show for you tonight. We are coming at you guys hot. We are coming at you guys heavy. We're going to be here for hopefully right around an hour, maybe a little longer. We make no promises. We never know how much Ryan's going to ramble. I say let's start where it all starts off. Rams. Bills, L.A., going for the cards, all of it. This game could be huge all season long. The Bills, team that I've I've been talking up all season, I believe that team's probably a Super Bowl team. I believe that's the best team in the AFC, as much as I don't like to say that. I believe that team has what it takes to go all the way. They've, they've been through heartbreak in back-to-back years. They've got everything as far as talent they've got everything as far as players that team is ready to make a run and i believe this is the year that they get it done the rams are still the rams they're still the defending super bowl champs they are still a problem but i got the bills i think the bills come out put their foots down and and announce that this is their season I feel like this is a very big statement game for the Buffalo Bills. Now, it, this is also a game that can go either way. I'm with you, though. I have a feeling Josh Allen is going to look around the NFL, see all the respect that other quarterbacks are getting because they have the playoff wins. And unfortunately for him, it's been stroke of bad luck after stroke of bad luck. And yet I understand that the Chiefs lost to a coin toss. What was that, four years ago? So, five years ago, was it five? Yeah, 
because they, they well no it was four it was four you're right it was four so the whole bad luck on the coin toss I get that the rule finally got changed something I've been calling for for a while now but to come into the playoffs and have to beat the best team in the AFC every single year that you're in there it gets rough <laughs> that um, guy he's poised. I don't know. I shouldn't say that. He was poised for a breakout season last year, and we've seen it. He's well, I, I poised. Think, I, I think this year's to break poised. somebody's necks, neck. I mean, he he's coming out swinging, and that's not a guy I want to get hit by. He's gonna go face to face with Aaron Donald all day Thursday, and that's how the NFL decided to kick the season off. What a better treat after the football games we got to watch last year at the end of the season. I don't think you. The NFL did such a good... The NFL scriptwriters out there this year did a phenomenal job getting us back into football. This Bills-Rams game, a game that I know I and several others believe is probably the game that we should have seen in the Super Bowl. But to get that game week one, Josh Allen's hungry. Matt Stafford's out to prove it wasn't a fluke. Aaron Donald's out to get another ring. Jalen Ramsey's out to steal somebody's soul. It's going to be a wild affair. Stephon Diggs has stayed out after the last three playoff losses and watched the other team celebration. We, I talk about Josh Allen because, to me, he just might be God. I'm not entirely sure, but he likes to throw to this guy named Stephon Diggs who wears number 14. Some of you guys may have heard of him. Um, I consider him to be a top three Uh wide receiver in the NFL and all he does is just play better and better every year and it seems to be the same result what's he gonna do to help oh yeah and I mean as man the the bills the bills are solid they are a good team you've got legitimate threats all over the field I think Gabe Davis is gonna have a big year um, because you're gonna have to I think Dawson Knox is going to draw some looks, and I think that slot receiver spot is going Underrated to be tight end out there. And absolutely, and Dawson Knox. We're but, big tight end guys here on the show. And, big tight end guys. And I really think that you're going to see Gabe Davis have a season. I mean, a, I wouldn't be shocked if. I, I guess I can't say wouldn't be shocked because it hasn't happened that often, but. If Josh goes for five thousand, I wouldn't be shocked. Not at and all. I, I, I think you're, you know, you go five thousand. Typically, you're going to produce two, three thousand yard receivers. Um, and I, I'm really looking forward to what that, what this season is going to look like for Josh Allen. Nothing but best hopes for health because it's going to be an exciting year in Buffalo, the only true New York team, and it's going to be exciting to see what that team unleashes but not to give all the love to the bills they're my pick the ram squad that team is returning a lot i mean they lost andrew whitworth which is a it's a a mad massive loss they also lost uh, obj but they brought in alan robinson and i I think alan robinson's gonna gonna revert back to his pre whatever the heck happened last year in chicago days alan robinson's not the receiver we saw last year He's going to be much better. He's going to get. He's going to look a lot more like the Allen Robinson of old. And then the Rams were just like, you know what we need? We've got a Hall of Famer at defensive tackle. We've got a Hall of Famer at defensive back. 
I think the one thing this team really needs is a Hall of Famer linebacker. So they went and got Bobby Wagner, who, for my money, for about five years, was probably the best middle linebacker in all of football. And It seems to me that the NFC West just produces linebackers. That's a that if if that's all they're good for, they seem to produce a linebacker. Yeah, especially the two teams to the north of, north of that division. That um, you've had several good linebackers come out of Santa Clara and out of Seattle. Out of Seattle does well, and I think it, just over the last few years, you kind of seem to talk about it more because of the Legion of Boom and how great that defense in Seattle had been. And before that, that was a a spot where you just expected great linebacking play even though the team was bad. Yeah. Um it this the way this game is set up for Thursday night you couldn't ask for anything better. You've literally got two ends of the spectrum. You've got a relatively young team in the Bills and a relatively old team trying to show that they've still got it after just winning a Super Bowl on the other side. Let's not. This is also going to be fuel to the fire for the uh, Rams Thursday night. They're two and a half point underdogs at home. You don't think they don't see that? Oh man, I think I, th- I think that game comes out. That that game's going to come out fast, and I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm ready for it. I've been dying for Thursday night football since the Super Bowl. We're ready. Let's go. Now, since we're in L.A., let's stay in L.A. Chargers, Raiders, the debacle of the end of the regular season. Revenge game, if you want to call it that, because the Chargers definitely induced their own death in that game. But I think Herbo is ready to make a statement. That team is stacked. I believe... On paper, probably the best team in the AFC West. Don't like saying that either. I don't need the looks. But on paper, that team is phenomenal. You've got Herbo, who's... If the boy can get a playoff win or get to the playoffs, you're talking top five. You've got Keenan Allen, who I don't rank as high as other people do because he runs routes really good and catches the ball. And that's that's about where I see the end of his dominance. He's an AFC Michael Thomas, and I'm fine with that. I am a okay with that. I'm Especially... actually I actually don't hate that analysis, but we're we're done talking about Keenan Allen because that's a <laughs> that's too much of this show that I'm a part of for him to be a part of. Um, you've got a solid running back in Austin Eckler. Solid. Solid. A solid running back. Oh, okay. All right. Okay. Well, just All right. Okay. one of so... the best in the league. Doesn't get talked about enough. I feel the like guy's he's, under, a he's underrated. Ball. Well, it, it's hard not to be a bowling ball when you're like three and a half foot tall and two twenty. I love the guy. I really do. But that guy but, runs over people twice his size and outruns the rest. I don't understand how, and it's fine. That Chargers team, for as much grief as I've given some of my Chargers fan friends. Um, which I think I can count on my left hand. Um, That's no, the four. <laughs> there's not a lot of them out there. Um, 
that team, that's a good team. That is a good team. The AFC West, obviously the best team in football, or best division in football, but that Chargers team is a dominating force if their head coach is right. And on the other side of the ball, you have... Whenever you start a season and you're like, hey, I know we've got Joey Bosa and Derwin James, maybe, just maybe... We should trade for Cleo Mack. And then they did it. I still have Patrick Mahomes. I would really like for the uh, AFC West defenses to stop going, you know what we need? Two Pro Bowl pass rushers. You realize the AFC Pro Bowl defensive roster is going to be like, Pass rusher, pass rusher, pass rusher, pass rusher. There might be a defensive back. It, there's going to be nine pass rushers on the field. Thank God they don't do anything at the Pro Bowl because that would get really interesting really quick. Honestly, it might make the game better. But the what the Chargers have assembled is, I don't want to say super team-esque, but I don't know what other argument I can make. Well, the only argument... The only reason you can't make that argument is because people want to say that the Rams are the super team, which makes sense since they brought in those players. Almost everybody on that Chargers roster has been a homegrown player. And yeah, barring barring Mac and J.C. Jackson, who pairing J.C. Jackson and Derwin James in the same secondary is problematic. I mean, I hope Derwin can stay healthy. Um, that's a that's a big contract to give a guy that's hasn't been healthy since year one. Um, but that that team is just so so good. I feel I have a big feeling that this might be the highest scoring game of the weekend. Even though we're starting off with the Rams and and Bills, these two teams kind of hate each other since they're in the same division. Kind of. Well, I mean. You are talking about the Chargers. I mean, nobody I, really realizes who the Chargers are until you have to play them. I mean, I realize everybody still calls them San Diego, but that—that's an LA team now, and I—and I don't mean that as hey, they—they they reside in LA. That team's got stars. Oh, that—that that team has has players. That team has dogs on it. I mean, we—we've mentioned all these players. We haven't even touched Mike Williams. This is true, and. And Mike Williams might be the best receiver on the team. Because that boy can get up. And when I mean up, I mean like he makes people that jump real high look like they don't jump real high. Boy can get up. He's quick. He's fast. I've, I've, I've watched several Chiefs defensive backs miss several tackles on like the same play. Um, no, I'm not emotional about it. Um, but it's... That, that that team is just that team is just good, and then they've got a star left tackle. They've got, I mean, that team is that team is so good. Um, I I think depth is kind of a worry on the offensive side for them. I do. Um, but man, that team is good. I want to hit on the other sideline here. Those Raiders, they just they got richer as well. Derek Carr, not talked about enough in the NFL. He is a good quarterback. I will fight you on that. Obviously, I'm going to lose. I've lost every fight I've ever been in. Um, But pairing him back up 
with Devontae Adams and then having Darren Waller and Hunter Renfro and Josh Jacobs and that offensive line that was actually really good down the stretch. They started off pretty slow, but they they got better down the stretch. It is going to be interesting to see what happens on that offensive line. I mean, that team did just cut their first-round pick from last year um, and Alex Leatherwood. So I, I have questions about their offensive line a little bit, and considering what most the defenses in the AFC West. I mean, okay, so we, we've touched on the Chargers and we've touched on the uh, Raiders' defensive lines, but I mean, the Broncos still have Bradley Chubb, and the Chiefs have added some help. If the Raiders' offensive line isn't good. But could you not ask for a better quarterback to play in those situations? The guy's never had stability, and all he's done is win. He's kind of he's Garoppolo-esque in the fact that nothing that he does is pretty, but he gets the job done, and the every team he's had has been dysfunctional. They were winning last year. He plays for the Raiders. I, I don't know if if you look up in the in the, in the thesaurus, you'll find Raiders dash dysfunctional. I thought that was the Browns. No, that's god awful. Oh, um, the the Raiders, man, that team has had. I mean, Derek Carr would have and could have won an MVP an MVP if he didn't break his leg. I still remember that season. That was an incredible season from Derek Carr. I do think giving him Devontae probably livens him up a little bit. Uh, maybe he doesn't wear quite so much eyeliner on Sundays. Easy on eyeliner, Kirk Cousins, all right? That is one sexy pirate. But um, but uh, the, the Raiders adding, adding Devontae Adams, adding uh, Chandler Jones. Huge signing for that defense. Ch- Chandler Jones and Matt Crosby are going to be a force, man. That that is the AFC West is just too good, and I, and I hate it because I mean I have I have watched my team walk over this division for years because the Broncos could never get it right at quarterback, the Chargers you always knew were going to Charger, the Raiders you always knew were going to Raider, and now the worst team in the division might have eleven wins gonna go ahead and say from the outside from outside of the division it's fun to watch oh it's gonna be it's gonna be horrific and terrifying and wonderful all at the same time who you I, got who you got winning this game let's go ahead and make game picks on the on the few games we get uh, to discuss. okay okay so obviously i've got bills and i've got the bills versus the rams um i have the chargers beating the raiders um i, th- I think the char i think herbo comes out and th- they're gonna try to prove to everybody they are they are that team. Um, I think Herbo's going to try and come out and prove that he is him. Um, there's I, going. To I be, hope so. Th- there's going to be a lot of bad feelings from the Chargers in this game. Because all you had to do was tie. All you had to do was tie, and they still managed to lose as time expired. To a team that didn't even want to win. So I I think I think the Chargers the Chargers are gonna get it I think I think L A sweeps the weekend um, I 
I, I don't think the Raiders are going to be there yet. Um, and I, I think I think McDaniels is going to take a little bit of time for his offense to truly mesh with that team um, because that playbook doesn't really – I mean, it, it might play to Waller's strengths, but I don't know how well it plays to – well, I guess Waller and Renfro because if there's no one thing that the Patriots offense has been really good at – it's making the little white. It's making the little, little white, white receivers look phenomenal. I mean, Wes Welker almost made it to the Hall of Fame by being a Patriots white wide receiver. He does not belong in the Hall of Fame. I'll say it. But um, it's going to be interesting how that playbook meshes with having Devontae included. And don't get me wrong, Derek's going to be like, "You want me to run what?" Okay, Devontae, here's the plan. You get open. And then and then he's going to throw the ball there. And Devontae's going to get open. The question is can Devontae get open because he, he's he's going to have a problem in front of him all game long and that problem's name is JC Jackson. That that's not a guy you're just going to, you know, hey, politely move to the side, hit him with that old Midwest ope and go by. Not going to happen. I think the Chargers are too much for the Raiders. I think the Chargers take it. I'm going to actually agree with you on this one. Um, That Chargers defensive front and just defense overall. I'm thinking a three-point game. Uh, It's going to be a lot closer because divisional games never are blowouts. Um, Well, I can't say that because... For about the last 15 years, the Chiefs have blown out every AFC West team. But this one, I just I don't see it. I don't see it being a blowout. Um, that defense is just too good. I, I they agree. can generate pressure from the inside, the outside. They've got the corners. They've got a solid linebacking core. I do feel that the Raiders are not only going to give the Chargers hell, they're going to scare him a little bit. The Chargers do have something to prove. Herbert, who I've ever since poor Tyrod Taylor's lung got collapsed on the sideline of week one, the guy has been ready to play. And I, I absolutely love what you see out of him. He, he still makes a bad decision here and there. But I mean, he's, he's also he, confident he, enough to just hit the guy. Yeah. And you're going to have turnovers regardless and if you're just confident to hit the guy somebody's gonna jump it once in a while i mean that's how Diggs ended up with like 400 interceptions last year it seemed like but yeah i'm gonna i'm i'm taking the bills and i'm also taking the chargers um all right let's see if we can differ here let's kick over let's kick over to the nfc let's go to the north i think a game that is probably getting overlooked a little bit, maybe overshadowed by the weekend. Vikings pack. I'll go what ahead do you feel? Take the lead on this one. Um, so, this is an interesting game. We, you've got Kirk Cousins now running a Shanahan offense like he's supposed to be, with a team that has been built to win probably four times over in the last 10 years. 
I, the turnover from that team is insane, but for some reason they've got stars all over the field. How how can your second running back be Alexander Madison? How has nobody traded for that guy? Yeah, how is he still on the block? That like right. A, how is he still on the block? B, how has he been a backup running back for the Vikings when he's been better than sixteen running backs starting? Right. Every week? But then on the other side of the field, you've got Aaron Rodgers, and it's hard to root against that guy. I'm not a I'm not his biggest fan, but it shows on the field. Now, his complete and utter distrust in anybody not named Devontae Adams or Randall Cobb is kind of concerning, which is why my heart is telling me to pick the Vikings in this game because both defense. I feel the defenses are evenly matched. Um, the uh, you might give the edge to the Packers. I, I think the defensive edge probably goes to the Packers. I, I think. I think. But I almost I think, feel the offensive edge has to go to Minnesota. There's continuity on that team. It'll I'm, be interesting to see how that team implements the system. Uh, but I. I think Dalvin Cook's better than Aaron Jones. I know Justin Jefferson's better than anything the Patriot they're the Pack can. An aged ad an aging Adam Thielen. If he's on the Green Bay Packers sideline, that game no brainer going to the Packers way. But he's not. And he's been playing with Kirk for three years now. I understand Adam Thielen isn't the same guy that you were taking in the first round of fantasy drafts four years ago. No, but but now he gets to line up and go, hey, Justin, you take the double team. I'm gonna I'm gonna take the nickel corner here. I'm gonna embarrass him. And Kirk, don't miss. And who they got at tight end? Isn't it Irv Smith? Yep. Another underrated tight end in the league. Again, we're a tight end show. So, I'm looking at these rosters, and don't don't get me wrong, Romeo Dobbs looks like the man. I don't know if Rodgers can come to trust him. Christian Watson was my draft crush. That guy is a freak. I was hoping he'd come to Santa Clara just to team up with Trey. Um, obviously didn't happen. But he's like fourth or fifth on their depth chart right now. And I, I think that depth chart's going to look vastly different. A, Sammy Watkins will get hurt. Um, He's going to blow up week one like he always does. I mean, mean, yeah. But is it going to translate? Week one, Sammy's good for like 202 tutties. Trust me. I watched it a lot. I I used a fourth-round pick on Sammy Watkins to cut him on week two because I knew exactly how this goes. Granted, I got burned by that cut because week two he actually showed up, and then week three he disappeared for the season. But... I don't, I don't know. Alan Lazard's your number one. Nah. Sammy Watkins is your number two. Nah. I don't know who their number three is. Right. From, from what I've gathered, Dobbs is their number four, and Christian's their number five. I think Randall Cobb's still on the roster. I I think you're right. I think that was the number three. Um, so there's that. So again, meh. Their best receiver. Is a tight end. Rob, Rob Tanyan, Tanyan 
the great wall of Tanyan. I love that guy. Um, I don't love him as much as Ryan does because Ryan, I think, has made a that poster. That is George Kittle Jr., and you stay off of him. I didn't say anything bad about him. Ryan has had a crush on him a while, um, and but I'll, I'll give it to the guy. He's he's a dude. He's he's a stud. Um, but I still worry about that Packers offense. Um, I especially if David Bakatari is not on the field uh, to start Week One, and I, I think the Vikings are probably going to be the team that comes out on top of that one. Um, it's hard to pick against Aaron Rodgers. It really is. But I feel like if they're, if the Vikings are going to catch the Packers off guard, I feel like this is going to be their, their real chance to get them because I don't know how that offense is going to operate in their first true test without Devontae. Um, I I just don't see Aaron trusting the ball to go to those number two, three, and four guys enough. Um, I, th- I think Rob Tanyan's probably going to have a couple of tutties. I think Alan Lazard's going to have a lot of targets. But I, I feel like that offense could become predictable. I mean, you still have probably a... I don't know if there's two better running back duos than... Aaron Jones and AJ Dillon because those are both starting caliber running backs. They're both really good and outside of Cleveland, I don't know that there's a better set. Minnesota, Dalvin Cook and Alexander Madison. I think I will give AJ the upper hand over Alexander Madison. I think Oh no, I because, completely and, agree and with I, you. I feel like But if you're looking at running back duos, oh, yeah. a one-two punch Minnesota's got a very, very good one. Absolutely. And because Alexander Madison, I promise I'm not the only one that has been saved by going, hey, it's like week 13. Dalvin hasn't gone down yet. I'm going to pick him up. And then he scores like 36 because he's a dude. I don't know that he's a full season dude like AJ is, and that's where I think I will give it to AJ, because Aaron Jones and Dalvin Cook are comparable. I think I give it to Dalvin, just Dalvin has a little more big playability. He very well does. And he, and I think Dalvin's going to come in hungry. Um, he, he got to switch to number three. He said it meant a lot to him. He, he, he talked with passion. He talked with fire about it. I'm excited to see what Dalvin looks like this year, and I think they win week one. I, I think the pack starts 0-1. I don't know how long that lasts. They still, pro- Pack probably still are going to find a way to win that division. See, and I'm, we talked about this this weekend while watching college ball. Um, I'm, I'm changing my tune. I'm taking uh, Cooper Cup, uh, round one, pick three. Uh, my ESPN fantasy draft going so, on so- right now. Um, yeah, but I'm a, actually taking Green Bay um, in this one. I just, as much as I want to, because I can't stand the guy, I'm pretty sure that guy's going to go find some tree bark that he's going to lick and rub up and down his neck or something to pull it out in week one. I don't know what else he could possibly be doing. Um, 
But uh, just a quick recap there. Uh, I'm currently drafting in my third fantasy league. This one's that one for all the salesmen out at work. Kind of forgot it was going on. Uh, just got in time to see that I had the third pick. Uh, took Cooper Cup. Um, what's the next game we're going to be talking about tonight? And because organization is our strong point, we have a fantasy draft going. Well, my co-host has a fantasy half dra- draft going in the middle of our podcast. So, score one for us. Let's go on. Um, you know what? Let's let's go with another another revenge game. Carolina Cleveland. We talked about this one a little bit last on the in our first show i don't think we need to talk a ton about it um since we got a ton to cover but baker's gonna light this thing on fire either baker's gonna light it on fire or baker's going to get lit on fire and i don't know i'm pretty sure that's the same thing no no one of them is much more dangerous for his career because if he wakes up feeling dangerous it might be because somebody's lit his bed on fire that, that, that could be it. Uh, if he comes out and says he's feeling dangerous, I'm already seeing Jacoby Brissett going for 555, five TDs. If if he comes out and says he's feeling dangerous, I promise you there's going to be at least – the Browns will set the NFL record for interceptions. And I'm not saying that he didn't learn the first time, but – there may or may not be a helmet swung. Because I can't imagine how Miles Garrett feels. Scorned? Well, does he feel relieved? Or is he pissed off? Because the guy that, you know, they were supposed to come in and they were supposed to turn Cleveland around. Those were it. Those were the cornerstones. Now Baker's gone. Now Baker's like, I'm going to come up. Week one. Hey, he didn't say that. He came out and said that that wasn't his. His words got twisted. Yeah. Anyhow. <laughs> so in that game. No, I, I, I only see this game going one way. I've got Carolina. Carolina. I, I feel like it's not even not going to be not a close game. I see it two scores by 10 to 14. Um, Carolina. Who's going to come out and look good? Matt Rule's going to look good. And the Browns are just going to brown. That That's all that's going to happen. I, I think you're, you're looking at a team that all the momentum they had is, is gone. Um, I'm sure Jacoby's going to be out here auditioning for his next job, trying to get everything he can. I just don't see much from the Browns. Um, I, I I don't see anything until, until week 13 and they shouldn't be getting week 13 but i've got carolina and we're gonna move on from that game the next one i think is one of the most underrated exciting games on the weekend in football and that is the philadelphia eagles matching up with the detroit lions they're snatching ankles this weekend. The, I've got, there, there is going to be kneecaps littering the field. So, and we'll get to this later, but I've actually got the Eagles winning the division this year. They're going to start out 0-1. The, and this has nothing to do with the hard knocks. This is going back to last year when you watched the Lions play. 
They played for Dan Campbell. They played for Jared Goff. And Jared Goff is a very serviceable quarterback who makes some bad decisions. It It's the way of the world, it almost seems like. And that team, Amon Ross St. Brown, mm. looked phenomenal. Everybody, TJ Hawkinson, phenomenal. Once again, this is a tight end show. Um, so, the Lions to come out against an Eagles team that everybody's been talking about all offseason. This this team has something to prove, especially since they got pinned with the worst punishment an NFL team could be possibly pinned with other than losing your quarterback for 13 games. Should have been way more than that. They got chosen for hard knocks. Nobody wants that. As much as us fans love it, that's a team's worst nightmare because that's giving 31 other teams an insight on how you run your everyday operation. But if there's a team that's like, you know what? Hard knocks. Mayor. It's the Lions. I mean, nobody's expecting the Lions to come out and, you know, win 10 games, win 8 games. That team's still going to struggle. Um... Ryan has another draft pick coming up. Somebody's sliding to him that he's hoping for. I'm really hoping they get picked here. I have no idea who it is. But the Lions are going to be a team that's going to struggle, but they're going to play hard. Um, I have Philadelphia winning this game. I, I think the talent eventually overcomes the aggression, probably late, and it's probably a close game. I have the Lions on the on the spread because I think they're I think they're a plus four. I took the Lions with the points there. But I think the Eagles probably come out on top. That game's going to be a thriller. And I think there's going to be... And me and Ryan differ here. I believe Jalen Hurts is probably probably one of the guys. Um, I'm not sold yet. And I know you're not. But I I think Jalen Hurts has... And, and this will be the year that, that we prove it. Um, I mean, through through their first however many starts, him and Lamar are basically matched. I know Lamar's a lot more of a ground threat, but I think I think Jalen Hurts has got something to prove this year. I, as, as you can tell, I think there's going to be a lot of really good quarterback play this year. I think there's a lot of guys that are in good situations that have been put into better situations because of moves their teams have made. And I think there's going to be an exciting amount of quarterback play. Jalen Hurts is, I mean, he's probably a 30-tutty guy. Maybe a few more on the ground. I mean, I'm sure he'll have a few on the ground because the dude's still an athlete. But to, I don't see the Lions beating him. Um, I, I feel like any team below the Eagles, the Lions are probably going to feast. Um, don't be wrong. I think Aiden Hutchinson is going to come out week one and be like, hey, Jacksonville, you made the wrong pick. He but looked thank you. good. That that boy wanted to be in Michigan. That boy's in Michigan. That boy's going to play. He's he's going to be I, – I don't know that if he's on the, on the Bosa level rookie season, I wouldn't be shocked if that guy has 13, 14 oh, sacks. I, I can see it 100%. I, I've got, like I said, I've got the Lions winning this game. Um, 
and I see what you're saying with talent overcoming the sheer grit, but I, I watched every single football game with you, whether it was here at your house or at my house. Um, I watched the Lions last year who had a much, much worse roster. Fight, scratch, and claw, and they won or lost. They lost, I think it was six or seven games by one possession. And that hadn't been done since San Francisco did that in 2018 under Shanahan. The Chargers also won games by one possession like that, just to right. throw that out. So, when your team is losing by that one possession on with a much, much less talented roster, you're going to wear a team down. And as much as the Eagles have going for them, I really think that they're not ready for how physical Detroit's going to be. Smash Mouth football is going to get a different meaning. When, yeah, because they're going to be smashing their their mouths into your kneecaps. Exactly. As crazy as it sounds, I just... The grit and determination, it seems like, coming out of Detroit isn't... We're winning the Super Bowl this year. Obviously, that's everybody's um, thought process on this. Um, I... I can't get past the fact that they are—they're sick of losing. They hate losing more than they like to win, and that's going to take them much further than I think people realize. That I, I don't know. I'm a big guy, and my stomach's telling me to not sleep on the Detroit Lions. And the Detroit Lions are going to come out swinging Week One, and they're going to catch an Eagles team by surprise. I've got the Eagles going down in week one. Fair, fair enough, man. Uh, can't argue with big guy passion. Um, speaking of big guy, we'll go to a game that features a big guy. Um, Bucks boys, big old Fournette and big old Zeke Elliott. The only pair of 300-pound running backs in the league. Yeah, but one of those running backs is good, and the other one's a... I'm not sure either of them are good. That they're One, one, one might be more serviceable, but I'm not sure either of them are good. There's one I'd consider drafting in fantasy, and then there's one that I laugh at and take his backup, who's the better running back on, on the team. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, that's, that's a thing, and I... I definitely am not taking Ezekiel Elliott in the third round. I don't know who would ever do something so crazy like that. We do not play with smart people, and I will trade him for a plus side. <laughs> Believe me. No, that, do it. that game, that one's going to be an interesting game. Tom Brady's been going through some stuff. Dak Prescott's been hearing it. I mean, to lose in the playoffs like he did against a team that, honestly, some say shouldn't have been there. It, it makes sense that to team... have to have the roster that the Cowboys have. I mean, the Cowboys had a really good roster last year, top to bottom, front to back, side to side. It was a good roster. To to lose to, 
I don't I don't want to downplay what the Niners were last season. They were they were a they that were was a, a Cinderella story coming into the playoffs, and I'll be yeah. the first to admit it. And I didn't see it happening. That team should not have beat Dallas. Dallas had every every opportunity to win that game, but the lack of leadership and for me that that's always going to go back to the same thing mike mccarthy is not he's not the guy he's not a good head coach. he's not the guy kellen moore should be leading that team if that team wanted to win if that team starts slow how fast does that chair light on fire well i see where you're what you're coming from and what you're saying here but jerry jones is very faithful He's very much a guy that is going to sit there and stand behind his guys, even when he's wrong. It, it doesn't make any sense. Um, I, I feel that Tampa Bay doesn't come out and tromp the uh, the Cowboys necessarily. The Cowboys are still a good team. Uh, I don't. I they're going to take a step back from last year. Tom Brady's been going through some things. Um, I don't know if it's just chemo or divorce. It, it's so hard to tell right now. Um, Brotox. No? It, it could be. But, I mean, but, I mean it, like he, he's, he's, he's like a 30-minute session away from being handsome Squidward. That's kind of why I'm thinking chemo. Um, if, he, if he didn't have any hair, I think I could probably – I'd take the over on that one. I, I'm, I'm not so sure – how that this and that game is just I'm I am at a loss for words just because it's it's not going to be an exciting game by any means um because two teams that are reeling right now and it, the season hasn't even started that's the craziest thing I don't understand how you could be reeling without the season even being started and it it's kind of crazy so my my opinion's gone back and forth on this, um, and it's weird to say, but I think if Tyron Smith is playing, I pick the Cowboys. No hesitation. Really, I do, and I I think it. I and think I know you've got concerns with the the Bucks offensive line, and I and I think that's what it comes down to. Um, I I I think the the Cowboys defense is probably going to be enough. I've got the Cowboys winning the game. I don't have it being a blowout. I don't, not sure I have it being a high-scoring affair. Um, I don't pick the Cowboys very often. I don't think that's that great of a team. I think they've got a really good quarterback. Oh, but, I'm sick of the Dak hate. As uh, much as I can't stand Dallas, um, we we seen it two years ago. A bad Dallas team loses their star quarterback, and the team got worse. That was the worst team in the NFL, and it got worse. Number four is the is the terrible glue holding that thing together right now. And his leadership on the field, off the field, his gameplay, and I know a lot of it comes fourth quarter, but it seems like in the fourth quarter of games when they're behind and they need Dak to make plays. He does. He just does. And it, the play calling gets to be more aggressive and you almost start to wonder why why are they waiting so long to be aggressive when they're down 30 something points i think it's just mike mccarthy's just a bad head coach and 
But I, I I think it's it's enough. There's enough turmoil in Tampa Bay. I think that it's enough to give the Cowboys the Week One win, and the Cowboys probably want revenge for losing Week One to the Buccaneers. Um, I I think that's still in their memory. Um, but you mentioned leadership. Let's go somewhere where we've got somebody who might have some leadership, and the two teams have are changing leadership. Denver and Seattle, uh, changing quarterbacks. Uh, Drew Locke going back to Seattle. Then, of course, Russell Wilson and his new $245 million contract coming back to Denver. I don't think this is going to be much of a game. I don't think it's going to be much worth watching. Seattle is a dumpster fire. And the Broncos are also in the AFC West, so they're pretty good. There's going to be, I don't know if you heard this, an NFL executive said um i can't remember where they'd said it i actually was listening to the herd earlier today and he was talking about an nfl executive was talking about how they wondered if russell wilson's success was due to pete carroll what if you hear that and your name is russell wilson what are you doing to pete carroll this sunday well you're gonna take the defense that he uh i mean don't me wrong the defense is probably a it is definitely a big reason why Russell Wilson has a Super Bowl ring. But you're going to take his scheme of defense and you're going to make it go, "Oh, hey. Yeah, he was he was probably the best thing we had going. That team's lost both their leaders on both sides of the ball. I mean, they're starting Geno Smith. That's all I've got on Seattle. They're starting Geno Smith. I, it Russell Wilson's going to come out and he's going to annihilate flat just scorched earth destroy the Seahawks it's going to be bad enough the Space Needle's going to be shorter <laughs> it's, like, it, it's going to be bad Broncos by Broncos by a hundred like I th- it's not even going to be close whatever the betting lines are on the over under take the over <clears throat> oh absolutely take the over um, um, the Broncos, the Broncos can lay as many points as you want. I'm taking the Broncos, and that's that's all we've got on that. The next one, we're going to touch on a couple of personal games. Let's let's start with you. We got to talk a little bit of Niners last week. Well, um, let's, all right, let's let's, uh, let's talk Chiefs cards then. Chiefs cards. That's I'll, gonna I'll be... take the Cardinals on the uh, siding. I'm not picking them to win, but that's been a lot of talk. A lot of talk surrounding a team that hasn't got the job done when it counts. That's a very good roster. Kyler Murray is a very good quarterback. They do not have their number one receiver in DeAndre Hopkins for the first six weeks of the year. That's going to hurt. Absolutely. Um, Is there a hole on that roster? If you can find one, it's probably the linebacking core and maybe their pass rushers. Is they they lost obviously losing Chandler Jones right, um, and Isaiah Simmons hasn't been what he was drafted to be. Um, other than that, I mean, and and their receiving core is a little suspect, but you can say the same for the other side of the ball. Um, That's only if you're if you haven't been watching. I don't understand how you can look at the Kansas City Chiefs and be like, oh, this receiving core is going to be bad. How? Yeah. Oh, I get it. You lost possibly 
one of the greatest line or linebackers, wide receivers to ever play the game, notably the fastest, biggest playmaker. Great. Now all of your wide receivers are taller than six four, almost. I I think I think where where it comes in is we saw Juju as a number one in Pittsburgh and he did not look good. MVS is a guy that Rodgers hasn't trusted in big situations for a few years. McCall. I get he's got the drops, but it's hard to catch a football when your quarterback doesn't trust you to throw you the ball. If you're not expecting a football, when you turn around in your route that you've been running as a decoy the entire time you've been there to get hit in the face with the football, I get it. You're going to have the drops. I mean, and Pat Mahomes has seemed to kind of make some chemistry with MVS. I mean, Mahomes has built some chemistry. And it's actually interesting and just kind of an off-the-road tidbit here, and I don't know if this is something you'd heard or not, but the Chiefs' offensive weapons training for the summer, they told Mahomes what they wanted, and then Mahomes put the put the guys together. The coaches didn't touch them. The coaches had no input. They let Patrick Mahomes be a teacher this year. And I think letting Mahomes legitimately, I mean, he's been the leader of this offense since he got here. But now he's the center point of your offseason program for that offense where he's putting the time in with the guys. He's orchestrating the time with the guys. He's orchestrating how he wants it to look. He's orchestrating when he wants it to do when it wants to do certain things. You still got I mean Travis Kelsey is still, argumentative or not, the best tight end in football. Definitely 1A. You've got McCole Hardman, who still is one of the fastest receivers in football. You've got MVS, who is one of the biggest fast guys in football. You've got Juju Smith-Schuster, who is really good at catching short passes, and, and he can He's break a, a tackle. He's a playmaker. He is. And you st- you've got guys like Sky Moore, you've got uh, Jody Fordson, you've got weapons. Um, running back is a little shaky. Uh, Clyde- Clyde's probably on his way out. Um, Isaiah Pacheco is an exciting guy. Um, I can't decide if it's a short bulk guy that wears number ten that gets me excited or if he's just that good. Um, but there is. There's legitimate questions about what the Chiefs offense looks like this year. I don't feel like there's legitimate questions on if the Chiefs offense is bad this year. And I've heard a couple of people like, ah, they're not going to be the same without Tyreek. They're not going to be the same without Tyreek. They can't be the same. Is that a bad thing? Right. So when you you change your offensive dynamic from speed, speed, speed to let's take a little bit of that speed away, get some size in there. Your previous size was what? Having a couple gears of Sammy Watkins? Um, yeah. And Travis. Not putting anything against Travis because he's held that role phenomenally. But now you look at that offense, that mm-hmm. lineup. Now when you get in the red zone, I mean. It can go got, five ways. You've got MVS and Juju who are both over six foot. You've got Sky Moore and McColl who are both burners you've got Clyde and Isaiah Pacheco 
and Ronald Jones, who I didn't expect to make the 53-man Yeah, that roster. was a little bit of a surprise. Um, I kind of thought Pacheco, Pacheco had taken his spot, and then they didn't cut him or trade him. So I don't know what's going on there with Rojo. But I'm, I don't hate having Rojo on this roster. Um, I the, the Chiefs defensive, or the Chiefs running back core is an interesting bunch. Um, you've got an offensive line that, by the end of the season, could be the best in football. Oh, I mean, you've got that offensive line is a strong suit. I mean, you've got potentially one of the best centers in football. I mean, he was as a rookie, is the highest graded center by PFF. You've got Trey Smith, the steal of the twenty twenty one draft. You've got two horses on the left side of the line, <laughs> right tackle. We'll see. Um, there's they they've got they've got a couple of guys at right tackle. Um, for me, the bigger question for the Chiefs is that defensive secondary. Um, losing Shark, uh, losing Ward, losing Honey Badger. Justin Reed was an underrated pickup. Justin Reed was an absolute absolute get for the Chiefs, and and I understand why they liked him. He's he's younger, he's faster, but he still kind of has that same I'm-a-do-me mindset that Tyran had. And the Chiefs have kind of shown that, hey, we're, we're not going to hold on to the old guys as much. But I feel like Justin Reed was a, a really good get. You pair him with Juan Thornhill, Juan's, Juan's looking like he's back to that rookie form before he tore his ACL. I'm excited to see what it looks like. My my worry is that the Chiefs' corners are small. Legereus Sneed, not a big guy. McDuffie, not a big guy. You know, they've, they've got some options, I guess, but it's going to be interesting to see what that team looks like in an All-22. Um... Because the offense is going to be good. You know it's going to be good. It's going to look different, but I, I, I feel like the, the different is going to be it's going to be more diversified. And you're not going to be able to run cover two against this defense. No. You know, you're not going to be able to be, well, let's, let's shadow Tyreek with everything we have and try to take away Kelsey and let Mahomes do work from there. Now who do you double? You know, somebody's going to get left one-on-one with either Juju or MVS, who's bigger than them? Or McColl, who you're not going to keep up with? Or Sky Moore, who you're not going to keep up with? You know, there's going to be options. Um, but I, I know I'm biased. I'm a Chiefs fan. I do want to talk about the Cardinals. Um, Kyler Murray got a contract that he deserves. It's he, he's he's going to stay defying logic when it comes to football being that small at the quarterback position and being able to dominate the way he does. I mean, we'll see what happens when Call of Duty comes out in November. <laughs> but Oh, that that no uh that film room study clause is going to be making its way back very sneakily. Um I don't The Cardinals are an interesting one. They they always seem to start out hot and end ice cold. So this this is going to be. I think the Chiefs are clearly the better team in this game. Oh, I don't. I don't um, see a scenario unless something 
tragic happens. Uh, if the bus crashes and everybody on the offense for the Chiefs breaks their leg, and even then, I'm still a little conflicted picking the Cardinals. Uh, I, I've got the Chiefs not necessarily walking away from away with this one, um, just because of how tough NFC West teams seem to play. Um, all four of those teams in that division are going to be gritty, uh, unless they're actively tanking, i.e. Uh, the Seahawks this yeah. year. Um, so, so, and I'm 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 with Ryan. Um, I've got I've got the Chiefs winning. I actually, I actually took the Cardinals with the getting with four the and a half. I um, see that. I I think it's going to be a close game. I, I I don't know why. Just something tells me that the game's probably going to be closer than it should be. But I do have the Chiefs, and I am I am ecstatic to see what this new new look offense is, and how they how they come together to build build out this offense. Um, let's touch one last game, another fan favorite, Niners Bears. Let's start with the Bears on this one. Okay, the Bears are going to be awful. I feel so bad for Justin Fields. Um... He's got nothing. He's got Darnell Mooney, yep. David Montgomery, yep, and an up and coming tight end in Cole Komet. I do like Cole Komet. Um, other than that, he doesn't have an offensive line. He doesn't have a number two option. Um, without an offensive line, he's not going to be able to turn around and hand the ball off to take some pressure off of him. I mean, the, boy, he's the got boy's going to be running for his life. He's got a defensive coach. There wasn't a quarterback that came into a worse situation. Um, and Jacksonville was a dumpster fire last year. Even now, Trevor Lawrence, he's got some stability. Oh, yeah, I mean, he's supreme upgrade at head coach. I mean, you brought in Doug Peterson, quarterback-driven coach. Trevor Lawrence could have a big season. Justin Fields is going... Every th- we're going to be looking at Justin Fields the same way we've been looking at Tua. Yes, is, is he legitimate? Like, and I don't see the bear. Don't be wrong. The Bears getting Ryan Pace is is probably a good thing for their management, and I'm interested to see what Ryan does because he was part of building the Chiefs to what they are now. Right, but you, there's nothing you on that defense. No, and the one thing on that defense wants that? out. Yeah. Um. I take that back. Is Eddie Jackson still there? Uh, maybe. I'd have to look. Um, but, I mean, Roquan wanting out kind of shows you what that team looks like. Looks like? Uh, from the inside I mean, out. Ro- Roquan's not they're, a They're making guy. a lot of noise right now. There's a lot of noise surrounding both of these teams. Um, I mean... All of these Bears players coming out saying Justin Fields has a bone to pick with the 49ers for not picking him. I, I love the chip on your shoulder, and I'm rooting for Justin Fields. I loved him coming out. Um, I know you're a little... Yeah, I'm not as high on him. Not as I, high. And that might be Ohio State bias because I've, I've watched too many quarterbacks come out of Ohio State as the next big thing and not not have any legitimate success and I 
I just kind of see the same thing out of out of Justin. I mean, yeah, he can move. He and he can make special plays. I just don't know that he can make the right football play often enough. And I don't. I'm not so sure he's going to get the opportunity to, to do that because of how dysfunctional the Bears are. I I think if there's a legitimate first round pick to be like, hey, you can franchise tag me. You can do whatever you think you got to do, but the first chance I get, I, I can get out of here. I'm walking out the door. Right, it's got to be that, Justin. It's, it's got to be Justin, and th- there's going to be if, if Justin do- if Justin shows that he can do something this year, but can prove that hey, these guys are holding me back. If Brady retires this year, that's an interesting thought. You know, you you got if if Brady retires, if Rogers retires, you you've got options. You've got what a better way to scorn the Bears than to force your way out to Green Bay. That would be. I don't know if he could so... play in their cold weather. I'm I'm not sure he's that guy. Um, but that's an interesting. That's an interesting thought. There's there's going to be teams that if, if the Bears. If he can show something while the Bears look like trash and the Bears are like, hey, we're uh, we're just going to hold on to you. And he's like, no, you're not. It's going to be interesting to see what that, what that turns into because Chicago's not going to be good this year. They're, no. they're going to be bad. Um, I, I, I said it last week. That might be the most disorganized, disorganized team in football. And that's a, that's a sport that includes the Browns. So... I don't know what more I can really say on the Bears. Uh, Let's talk Niners. So this is going to be Trey Lance's show-me game. And I don't think that's quite fair because he's going to be going up. He's going to have George Kittle, Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Elijah Mitchell, whatever undrafted running back they decide to throw out behind him, Um, Trent Williams, on the offensive line. I know I've got some questions on the interior of that offensive line, but Mike McClinchy's back. We've got two bookends. Um, he's going to have to come out and show us, and I, I, I feel like the first two weeks he's going to look good. It's after that, and I, I do have the Niners winning this game for the sole purpose of the Bears being bad. Um, I'm nervous. I mean, Jimmy Garoppolo sitting on the bench. Is that truly affecting his psyche? He was one of the first people to come out and say, I'm cool with this as soon as the news broke. But now we're hearing rumors that he was annoyed. And and I, I was watching uh, First Things First this morning, and Nick Wright kind of made a, an interesting point there. He goes, is he annoyed with Jimmy G still being there? Or is he annoyed with the noise around Jimmy G still being there? And that's an in, I I hadn't heard that. That's an interesting thought. Those those two guys have never had any beef. That that's made it yeah, out. And They've, it seems to me like Jimmy has just known from the start. Like, and not necessarily I'm holding this team back, but I can do more. And he's not. I can't say physically unable to. He can make the throws. Is he able to grasp that and? That's not even great phrasing, but to 
make the decision in the game. Of course, looking back on it, he's looking at himself, beating himself up. I mean, he said it best. He said, if you're going to let your ego get a hold of you, why are you playing this game? He, of course, he came back to the team on a much reduced contract. And it seems like he's trying to take that mentorship role as well as try and audition for a job next year. But it it's almost concerning because as excited as I was coming into the season, now as just a Niners fan, I'm looking at it like I was okay with Trey Lance struggling down the stretch. We've got a rough schedule. We, we play the AFC West this year. I'm counting that up to four losses. They pull one out, cool. That's one and three. I, I'm not even sure if Garoppolo could beat those teams. I know we got the Chiefs at home, but... My big worry with the Niners, <laughs> and watching Mahomes' his first year, obviously Mahomes just tore it up. Right. And and I think, I, I don't know that Trey does that, because how often do you get a, a 50 and, a, a 50 and 5,000 yard season? Especially in your first season starting. But... I think Trey has. I think that's Trey's ceiling. Um, his, I I fear for what his floor is, just because the guy hasn't thrown the ball that much since high school. He really hasn't. And but and I keep I kept hearing through the off season he didn't look good in his two games that he started for Jimmy Garoppolo last year when Jimmy was hurt. When you go back and look at it, he didn't have any worse games than Jimmy ever did. Well, I mean. We, Nobody wanted to see Trey year one. I mean, there were there were some people, right? There, but there were a there couple were some, of there was there were some, but the, the general consensus, even even from you and the Niners fans I know, nobody wanted to see Trey year one. They wanted Trey to sit, to learn, to understand that system. Because now coming into it in year two, he knows the system. He knows his receivers. Not only does he know a system, but Shanahan was able to scheme up this entire playbook for him. Which I do hope they get away from the read options. I do too. I feel like he's going to try and lean on those with Trey's speed. Um, that's a little bit of a concern. But at the same time, if if you have a triple option going to George Kittle, Debo Samuel, or Elijah Mitchell. I'm not too concerned about it because somebody on the defense is having their collarbone shoved through the backside of their body. Um, That's fair. But I, I I would really like to see that offense. Because in, in his two starts last year, you were like, mm, read option. And it was a read option. And, and, and that's... And I'm, I'm hoping that... I'm hoping Shanahan doesn't get too invested in what Trey can do with his feet because that offense is built to fly. That is a that is a good pass. Well, they offense. drafted Danny Gray in the third round. He's a burner. He is, but I mean, and you pay, you get to be like, hey, you're the third guy. They have to cover Debo. They have to cover cover Ayuk. And oh, by the way, George Kittle and Ross Dwelly still get to roam with the dinosaurs that they were created with, or the, the you they were used to manufacture them. Those two are studs. Love them, but to tell Gray be like, "Hey, well, and we've uh, seen it in the find the scene, right?" And we've seen it in the first um, preseason game. Trey stood in the pocket when he took off and ran. He was still looking for a lane to throw, which I thought that to me that was my biggest sign of 
maybe the kid's ready. Mm-hmm. And I know I'm only 27. I can call him a kid. He just turned 22 like three months ago. Yeah. The, I'm I'm expecting huge growing pains. I'm glad that I'm opening the season against the Bears and the Seahawks before having to play the Rams and uh, I forgot who we have in week four. Um, got two. Oh, the Broncos going. I can easily see them starting three and one. The Broncos game I feel like could be a toss up. Uh, Nick Bosa um, definitely seems to get after. Russell Wilson better than any other defensive end in the league. Um, but and, and that's another thing with this game. I don't know if Trey Lance needs to do anything. Let I mean, all, the defense all, win the game for you. All Trey really has to do, and and it's not what he was brought in to do, but he, ne- he needs to take week one and two to manage the, to manage the quarterback position. Hit George Kittle on the curl. Hit make, Eli Mitchell on the on the sweep, Debo the on the slant throws. Maybe end of the second quarter, coming into halftime, put it up to Danny, put it up to Danny to open the offense, the playbook back up. But I agree, he doesn't have to do anything when you've got Traverius Ward and Emmanuel Mosley, two lockdown corners. Nobody wants to talk about undrafted guy Emmanuel Mosley being the lockdown guy that he is because he's not healthy half the time. But I've got two of those guys on the outside, Jimmy Ward and Talanoa Hufanga, who looks just like and plays just like. um, And now I can't remember his name. Troy Palomalo, there we go. I mean, they get to Rome. I was just giving you props for the pronunciation of the name. Hey, I I like the kid. He he showed a lot last year. Um, but then the linebacker that that there's not a hole on that defense. That's the deepest defensive line in the league. The all three linebackers are most definitely pro bowlers. That all Trey has to do is just allow Elijah Mitchell to run the ball, hit the quick passes and let Nick Bosa Drake Jackson terrorize poor, poor Justin Fields. And they're going to be able to. And as terrible as it sounds, maybe, maybe Justin gets hurt because, well, I guess Santa Clara's got turf. Um, Or not turf, they've got grass after all the injuries to the defensive line. But maybe, maybe Justin going down for the year might be the best thing for his career. Potentially, but that that I don't want to see it happen. Yeah. So I, we're, we're not we're not wishing injury upon Justin Fields. But if there's a game for 2 years ago we had it was 2 years was it 2 years 2 or 3 years ago where we had everybody in the league week 2 tear their ACL. Yeah. I think that was That was 3 years ago. That would have been 3 years, yeah. And with the defenses we're seeing now, it could happen again this year. We've never seen defensive ends that are so dominant in their play coming off of both sides of the ball or off the uh, line. So having that threat, and I like I said, I pray it doesn't happen, but maybe it's the best thing for his career. 
get them out of there. If you can get out on an injury settlement, <laughs> Justin, if you somehow stumble across this, man, please know that we are not hoping for you to get hurt. We want you out of Chicago. I want to see you thrive. I want to see you somewhere else. And I am sorry for what's going to happen to you on Sunday. Sunday's going to be bad. As soon as D'Amico Ryans calls that first linebacker blitz, whether it be Dre Greenlaw, Fred Warner, or Aziz Alshair, I don't want to get hit by any one of those three guys. And those are coverage linebackers that are really fast. I, if if anything, stay upright or make it the first play so you don't have to go through the season getting demolished because you've got no help. My one cry is get Justin out of Chicago because I feel there's talent there and it's not going to get used and we're going to watch another quarterback go to the wayside because he was never supported. Well, now that we're on a uh, nice dark tone, let's see if we can percolate the uh, interests of people back up here. We're going to try and run through uh, run through this fairly quick-like. Uh, we know you guys are probably getting tired of listening to us talk, but so we're just going to finish up here. Predictions for the uh, playoffs, division winners, three wildcard teams. I have Kansas City, Buffalo, Indianapolis, because I think that's the only team in the AFC South that's going to be doing much. And I, I think I'm coming back around to the Bengals taking the AFC North. I, I, have, I have a subtle on that, but I, I think I'm going to take the Bengals. And then I think the uh, probably the Broncos, the Chargers, and the Dolphins round out the AFC playoffs. And I like it. I don't know... Seeding wise, I think Buffalo probably gets the number one seed. If they're, I think they're the best team in the AFC, and the AFC West has to play each other. So I feel like there's a few extra losses somewhere in there. What do you got for the AFC? For the AFC, um, I've got the Bills. Uh, Bills winning that division. Uh, so Bills, I've got the Chiefs not losing a step. I don't see. I almost feel like it was addition by subtraction um, with that offense. Now, they did lose a couple pieces on defense. I do like who they picked up in place of that. Um, I'm going to go with the Ravens. Um, Lamar's out to prove he needs the money. Uh, the, the guy's not a running back. I'm so sick of that. So sick of that. He can throw. He The guy's got a cannon. He is... Most of the time, pretty accurate. He's got like a 66% completion rating, which isn't great. But at the same time, when you're calling him a running back, if my running back can complete 66% of the passes that he throws as well, I mean, that you're just adding an offensive weapon. That's all that is. You have an offensive weapon under, under center. Um, I've got the Texans winning that division. Oh. Davis Mills, man. Davis Mills looks like the truth. Damian Pierce. Brandon uh. Cooks. And something about the Colts just choking. I don't... And I love Matt Ryan. I really do. Love what they've done. 
I don't know if it's enough to help Jim Ursay get back to the playoffs as a as an owner there. <clears throat> I really hope that they can. I'm just not sure. And I'm liking what I'm seeing out of Houston. As weird as that sounds, that Houston always plays hard. Um, and then for my uh, my three wild card teams, <clears throat> excuse me, I've got uh, I've got Miami. Um, I got the Bengals, and I've got the Raiders. I don't see the Chargers making the playoffs. Uh, maybe it's Week 17. And it's another one of those win-you-get-in type of deals. And I think Brandon Staley loses his job this year. Fair enough. Go ahead with your NFC predictions. NFC. I got the Eagles. I I don't think the Cowboys make it the full season. I I, I think there's a head coaching change mid-season there. I really do. I've got the Vikings. I feel like the only team that can come out of the NFC South is probably Tampa Bay. Um, there's, there's some. I, the Saints are good. I just don't know that I trust them to be good enough. Kyle Brandt took the uh, the Panthers this morning on Good Morning Football. Just an FYI. Not doing that. <laughs> I'm, I'm all for the hot takes. I'm not picking Carolina to, to win that to win that division. Um, and and the. the the Bucks might win that division at nine and eight. Then out west, man, that's I have a hard time with that one because if Trey is what I think he is, I've got the Niners. But I think for the sake of being you know, we're going into the season, I've got the Rams. Then your wild card teams, I've got Green Bay. I don't think the Cowboys make the playoffs. Um, I think the Saints make the playoffs. And the Cardinals probably sneak in. No, I I, I, I definitely smell what you're stepping in. Um, so, I've got... Um, I've got the Rams at the one seed. It's going to be hard to overcome the Rams. Um, now, I do feel the one team in the division that can is the 49ers. And like you said, the biggest question mark is Trey. Um, so I've got the Rams. I'll go on down to the south. Um, yeah, the Bucks. That's such a weak... That roster just... That roster is still really good. Right. And I, it's so hard to pick against Tom Brady. Every year he's played, he's made the playoffs. He's going to find a way. Yeah. He's he's going to find a way. Now, whether or not he does anything with it, I don't know. It I mean, doesn't seem like his heart's in it. Um, But he's going to find a way. Uh, go out to the east. Yeah, I'm going with the Eagles. I don't know how I can pick against the Eagles on that one. Um, like I said, I think they're going to start out 0-1. I, I do have the, the Lions beating them there. Um, and then I've got the Packers. 
uh, that's probably the smart choice. I just feel like the Vikings, if Kirk's going to do something, he has to do it this year. Oh, he most definitely does. Now, with my wild card teams, um, call me a homer, I guess. I I feel like the Niners roster is too good. Even if they did make a swap halfway through the season, that roster is to top three defense. I mean, the roster's there. It. No, like I said, I, all you I have to do is not, not throw the game away. That is literally do not throw a pick six. Do not at any point in the game do not throw a pick six, and you can make the wild card. Not sure they go much further than that, especially with a second year quarterback, first year playing in a system, uh, not just looking at a playbook. Um, then I got the Vikings. And uh, this, I'm between the Cardinals and a surprise pick here. A surprise pick of the Commanders. The Commanders. That defense has got the pieces. Are they going to play well? Carson Wentz is Carson Wentz, but... He also wasn't the reason the Colts lost last year, and I'll fight that one to the nail to the death. Um, the Commanders got something. I don't know if the coaching's there. If they put it together, Scary Terry and that Commanders team. I mean, you got a receiving core there with Scary Terry and Jahan Dotson. I'll, I'll give them that. All, all you got to do is just be... Decent, and you're beating the Cowboys. The NFC East is up for grabs. I don't, like you said with Mike McCarthy, especially if there's a coaching change, I don't see him making the playoffs. And I feel that opens the door for a team like the Commanders to come in down the stretch and beat them on the second half of of the schedule in the season there. And... We we see it with the Cardinals. They start off they start off hot every year, and then the more Kyler Murray runs, the more he has to throw, the more he's scrambling, the more he's playing Call of Duty. <laughs> the worse that team plays, and I know that they're going to be getting DeAndre Hopkins back in Week Seven, but is it going to be enough to stop the inevitable downfall of the Cardinals? And if they lose one too many games, that opens that door up. Oh, absolutely. But I can I can dig with it. I can I can vibe with it. The uh, the Commanders are a little bit of a shock. Um, but not saying that they're going to win anything past that by any stretch of the imagination. Right, right, right. Defi- that's a hey, we made the playoffs this year. We're doing well. That was short lived. Uh, pack it up, boys. We're going home. Most uh, definitely not not my Super Bowl pick. All right. And the last thing we got here tonight, uh, we invite you guys to play along with us. We're going to do a little bit of show survivor pool. Uh, tonight it's just me and Ryan. Um, week one, you got 32 teams to pick from. Who's not going to lose? I'm going with Tennessee. I think they handle New York. I ha- think they handle the G-Men. I don't think it's a lot of pressure for them. I think it's the only one of the only good games they'll probably have this year. Uh, so I'm taking the Titans. Uh, I've got the Panthers. Um, going up against Jacoby Brissett and the Browns, 
Uh, I know the Browns have a really good roster. I don't trust Jacoby Brissett, and Baker's got something to prove. Um, he seems to have been humbled over the last few weeks uh, since being traded. Um, now, it seems he's getting a little bit of a swagger back. I, That's fine. Start winning. Uh, if you start winning, keep it up. But uh, you let me down in week one of a uh, survivor um, I'm going to be a little upset because then I've only got one more loss. This is going to be a two-loss survivor uh, throughout the season. So, All right, guys. We appreciate the time. We appreciate the listens. We uh, we hope you enjoyed it. We know this is a lot longer episode than last week. We're, we're excited. Well, this, will, this will probably be a little bit more of the norm, but we are, we're ready to get going. We're ready to really ramp this thing up and get, get you in here week in and week out and really enjoy the NFL season. All right, um, and just to let you guys all know, you can now officially find us on almost all of your favorite podcasting uh, streaming services, uh, Pandora, Stitcher, um, Google, um, Spotify. Spotify, Amazon. Um, the only one right now that we are not on, and I am working on it, is Apple Music. Um, give us a like, give us a follow, reach out. My Twitter handle is too fat to play Ryan. Mine is too fat to play Austin. If you guys like us, share us. If you don't like us, give us give us another chance next week. If not, forget about it. Love you guys. We're gonna end this show as always. Be kind to each other. Love one another. Fuck, Fuck the, the Cowboys. Cowboys.